This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. There are legends around here. He died in my G fucking king of the zombies. Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined by Mark and Ted tonight. How are you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Doing pretty good. Great. Wonderful. And actually, Sean is not here. He was having some PC issues. If he joins later on in the episode, uh, he'll join us. But otherwise, uh, we got kind of a special episode tonight. We are joined by some some of the guys from the Slash and Cast podcast network. Um, How are you all doing tonight? Oh, lovely. Great. Great. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're kind of doing an episode tonight just to kind of close out November. And we hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving as you're listening to this. Uh, but uh, we're, we figured we'd close it out just to invite some of the guys from the podcast network on tonight and just kind of discuss what got us into horror. We did this kind of an episode actually earlier on this year where we kind of talked about what got us into horror. But so this is going to be kind of like a part two um, and just to kind of include the podcast network. Before we get into all that, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your podcasts. You know, I guess I'll start. Fuck it. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's me, Lane, from the Lane Shift, where, of course, everything gets freaking geeky. Um, it's not much. You know, I just talk about movies, horror, gaming, and all that being silly as fuck because I'm a goofy person. Uh, basically, it. be sure to check me out when you get the chance. And thank you for having me, by the way, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Oh, man, this is this is exciting. Thanks for having me. Um, my name's Andy. I co-host the dead in santa carla podcast with my buddy brian uh every monday we drop new episodes where we talk about a different horror movie some good some bad um whichever way it goes we always have a good time but uh thanks for having me too guys definitely uh i'm kyle from the trick-or-treaters podcast and just like the dead santa carla Carla podcast we review a different horror movie Uh, we drop it every friday and i'm excited to be here awesome Oh, my name is Caleb, also known as Spooky Clutter from the C-Files podcast. Uh, we discuss horror and sci-fi, uh, whether that be movies, TV shows, any kind of news topics about that. Uh, we also do little fan fictions, if you will, pinning up characters from different franchises against each other, seeing who would win. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's always a fun time, and thank you very much for having us on. It's uh, really cool. Uh, Carter couldn't join us because he's busy, but uh, he's here in spirit. So thank you very much. Awesome. Well, we are definitely glad to have you guys here. It's It's been great kind of getting to know, you know, some of the people on the podcast network and, and whatnot over the last couple of months. It, it's been a great experience for us. I mean, it's, it's helped kind of start to grow our audience a little bit too because I've been, you know, as monthly kind of watching numbers and stuff, seeing that number grow has been, uh, you know, 
makes you hopeful because, I mean, you start this, and we started this just to kind of do something to have a little bit of fun and because we always talk about movies all the time, and it's 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 been a great experience. We've been doing it for almost a, not quite a year and a half, but we're getting close. I mean, in in the next few months, it'll be a year and a half that we've been doing this, so, but getting to collab with uh, you guys has been great, you know, whether it's been streams or, or whatever the case may be and just in general it's been a great experience for us so we're, we're definitely happy to have you guys here and I, I think this is going to be a fun episode uh talking about you know kind of getting to know each other a little bit more and uh seeing what got us into horror movies so i'm super pumped and super excited for this so um so for this week we're not going to have any news or anything like that i think it's going to be a long enough episode just kind of just kind of shooting the shit and just talking you know, uh, about what interests us and, and what got us into all this. So who would like to start us off? Isaiah first, then I think it's time to tell our guests the truth. We, we don't pay our guests. We charge them. So your bills are in the mail. So all right, I'm leaving. Promptly. We charge by the minute. So, you know, you, you're still getting bills. Somebody get my publicist on the phone. <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh, you can charge my assistant Katrina. Uh, she'll take your invoice. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Leave it to Ted to just throw out weird shit like that. I love it. I love it though. I'll just stay stupid tonight. <laughs> I didn't doubt it. I didn't doubt you one bit when you said that. I knew you were going to say something stupid tonight. Shelly, <laughs> you told me this podcast was legit. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, live by the I, had one. Get weird or get... I live by the rule. You either get weird or get out, baby. You know, so, <laughs> so we're going to get weird tonight. Yep, and Ted's going to be weird. I'll auto-tune tonight. That's going to be great. I love it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? I, I'll go ahead and start this off uh, with this little discussion here. Just kind of talk about what kind of got me into horror and whatnot. So, you know, it all kind of started back when I was a kid. And, and, and I, I did talk about this a little bit in, in our first episode that we did this. But when I was about, I think it was five or six. And uh, my, see, my parents... My dad was kind of more into horror, I think, than my mom was. My mom always tried to keep us from watching horror movies and whatnot. But I remember I was about five or six, and uh, my first experience was Nightmare on Elm Street. So, I mean, automatically, because, I mean, that's a fairly scary movie, especially if you're a kid on top of it. I, I made it about halfway through the movie, I think. And um, what had happened, because I, I remember the movie getting shut off about the point where Nancy uh, was in the dream and going to visit Rod as he was in jail. That's kind of where he got shut off. And I was pretty freaked out at that point. Cause I mean, Freddie's pretty fucking freaky looking, especially in the first one. And, and I mean, the music and everything just kind of really is very, very creepy. And so I remember um, for about the next two weeks after that, I had like these bad nightmares and it was like the same dream over and over again and it kind of started out where 
and what I remember from the dream is uh, walking into the bathroom and I, you know, hearing that, you know, the children sing the, the nursery rhyme and, and, and the showers on and everything. And I remember walking up and I could hear this low, creepy voice and whatnot coming from the shower and, you know, walking up to the shower and I, I wasn't able to control my own movement in the dream and whatnot and opening the shower and waking up. And that kind of went on for about two weeks. And it was, uh, at least a few years later, my aunt was babysitting me and I think my brother's at, at the time. And my cousin decided to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. I was so freaked out because for, for a time after that, for the next three or four years, or whatever, how long it it ever was, I was completely like freaked out by Freddy Krueger. Like my 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 one cousin on my dad's side had like this huge Freddy Krueger poster, and it was uh, from Part Two, I think, hanging on his bedroom door. And I would not go upstairs to you know his bedroom or anything because I was so freaked out by the poster and whatnot. So that that had kind of went on for years, and I just remember just freaking out when my cousin my other cousin when my aunt was babysitting decided to watch nightmare on the street i was so freaked out i ran to my aunt and my aunt and i (laughs) love her so much she's like just go sit down and watch the movie so they basically made me watch nightmare on elm street again but at that point you know i ended up freaking loving it you know watching it that second time and that just kind of got me started and we went back the next day and i watched it again and that just kind of started that whole process with uh, me starting to get into horror and loving it. Because from there, I remember after Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Tales from the Crypt, because that was kind of around the time that Tales from the Crypt was pretty popular. So we ended up watching that a lot. Uh, and All Through the House was my personal favorite. The the Christmas one with Larry Drake is the Psycho Santa, uh, which was obviously a remake of the one from the movie from the seventies. So, uh, I, I love that and watched tales from the crypt all the time. Cause it was in syndication at that point. And so it was on like late night TV. And so I was watching that all the time. And even, even from there, like getting into like some of the more kid friendly stuff, you, you'd think like Beetlejuice, uh, cause they had the cartoon of that. Um, they even had tales from the crypt keepers, different stuff like that. So that kind of, built my foundation for getting into horror. But then also horror was kind of like an outlet for me because for the longest time, cause I was bullied like relentlessly as a kid. Cause I was the quiet kid. I didn't really talk to anybody and didn't really have many friends and whatnot. So between that and just all the shit going on at home with like my parents getting a divorce and constantly fighting. And then my dad leaving and coming back again multiple times, that was kind of an outlet for me just to kind of, uh, I guess in a way heal. Uh, I don't know why it's just horror movies just really struck a chord with me and it kind of just let me get out of that reality, even just for a short period of time to not have to worry about what was going on around me. And so that kind of helped, you know, guide me in a way, <laughs> you know, for a lack oh, yeah. of a better term. And it, 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 it kind of just started, started me on that path. And, you know, obviously now, uh, I'm a huge movie collector and obviously we're doing this podcast and everything now talking about horror every week. And so it's, it's been a great, great, uh, avenue for me to go through and it's kind of helped shape my life. So. Well, well, that's, uh, that's really interesting. You know, it's crazy to me though, is if you're the quiet kid, how the hell did you get bullied? I was always friends with the quiet kids because 
Well, they didn't have any much to talk about. That's what was cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. let, let me let me rephrase that. I was the quiet kid, but I was also the fat kid, and yeah, I mean, poorly dressed because oh. we were poor. So I mean, there was yeah. a kind of a lot of factors working oh. against me there. Yeah, I can totally relate because you know when, when I was growing <laughs> up, you know, it was like cool to be a bully back then. You know, it was like the cool thing. It's not like kids growing up nowadays. Like you're you're like eighteen twenty year old kids now, like being into horror and being nerdy and being different is the cool thing now. Right back when back when we were growing up, if you were different, you got picked on, and if you didn't if you didn't learn to fight back or you didn't have someone to help you, it just kept happening and it never stopped until you got in in my case got bigger than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, no. I was good looking and everybody loved me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got along with everyone. I got every I got along with everyone in junior like through high school. I got along with everyone. I was, you know. I was kind of like Ferris Bueller in the sense that I I, I was like I got along with everyone. Like, yeah, I liked the, the geeks, the the sluts, the <laughs> whatever she says in the movie, all of them. That was kind of me. Everybody. And he was definitely familiar with the sluts. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was like the goofy kid. I was the goofy kid, and I liked horror, but I was like the funny goofy kid. But I also played a lot of sports too. So it, like yeah. it was. I, I did. I did a lot of things. I did a lot of things. Me, I was always just the nice kid. So everyone, I never, I had like one bully in my entire life, and it was sixth grade, and that was it. And I don't remember the fucker's name, but I just remember then I was like, the first time I got a bully. But ever since then, like I've never been bullied. I was just the nice kid <laughs> who loved horror, but never talked about it <laughs> until now. Right. I, I had a bully in elementary school. It was like second or third grade. I can't remember exactly, and then. I was upset and crying about it at home and he was like hitting me and stuff. And my dad said, well, if, if this is really bothering you, just walk up and punch him in the mouth. <laughs> so I walked up and I punched him in the mouth. I never got bullied again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it worked. It did. And then in high school, I, I didn't like anybody. I didn't talk to anybody. I just, yeah. Yeah, you know, though, uh, I definitely feel with horror as an escape, though. Uh, horror was definitely one of my biggest escapes growing up. <clears throat> and I think the reason why, you know, like, uh, I guess I'll kick off my origin of what got me into horror. Why not? Since I'm already talking. <laughs> if y'all don't mind, just sit back, enjoy my origin story. <laughs> so I was really young when I got into horror, actually. Uh, I want to say... I've probably been watching the shit since I was three, but I started getting memories when I was about four or five. So we're going to kick off around there. Uh, I grew up around the era where HBO was like streaming a lot. It was up in its growth at the time. Um, You know, when TV really started booming. Um, And so I remember being five, I had sat down on the couch and Friday 13th part seven and part six played that day. And that's when I was first introduced to Jason was those two movies. And, you know, I was like, wow, this is really cool. I want to keep watching this. And then I saw Pennywise. I was so goddamn scared of Tim Curry's Pennywise. I hid behind the chimney <laughs> and watched it from my chimney. I was so goddamn scared. Um, 
And yet I still stayed with horror. Like I watched even more scary movies, Dead Silence. That movie fucking haunts me to this day. Okay. <laughs> and made me a fear of puppets. Yes, wooden little people I'm afraid of because of that goddamn movie. Goddamn, goddamn James Wan, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It just, it like, I don't think it was the puppets that freaked me out, but they had to bring in a clown puppet who licks this motherfucker's ear and made me a germaphobe while we're at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God, that movie, man. Um, and afterwards, you know, I, I was a young sibling, uh, me and my twin brother. And so... We kind of grew up with our older siblings and they started getting into horror because, as y'all said, you know, nowadays horror became like the norm. It was all about it. You know, and there were the generation who was like, yeah, horror is cool as fuck. You know, it's dope. Um, it's lit, whatever we say nowadays. <laughs> um, and so, you know, my sister, she was very big into horror. You know, she introduced me to The Strangers, which is really good. Uh, Insidious, you know, this is when, you know, we started really getting into it. I was into my teens, and of course, I couldn't go and watch horror movies because, sorry, you have to be an adult in order to piss yourself scared. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, she kind of, thank God for her being into horror, you know, I started going to movie theaters with her, we started watching them on DVD, and eventually I fell in love with it, and I really got into it into my later teens, and here I am now making a podcast with minor horror in it, and with minor, I mean, I surprisingly talk a lot about it. <laughs> right. Um, one of the horror movies that I do regret watching is goddamn Cannibal Holocaust, though. Oh <laughs> that turned me away yeah. from horror. <laughs> I was like, thank fuck I did not grow up around this time this movie was made or else I would not be into horror. <laughs> uh, I thank God that my dad was not horny that time. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, yeah cannibal uh, holocaust is one of those movies because i'm a huge animal lover and i i watched it once oh, yeah, and I, I can't watch it yeah uh, fuck that movie man that's yeah just, i've said it before it shouldn't be called cannibal cannibal holocaust it should be called rape holocaust because there's so much more rape in that movie than anything else it's, <laughs> oh, it's right. disgusting it's absolutely abhorrent i can't stand I that fucking movement yeah i know i was like you know, and someone's like, we were talking the other day on Twitter about it, and she's like, uh, the person we were talking, and she's like, oh, you know, you know, you can just, fa I fast forward through some scenes. I was like, well, if I do that, I'm just going to watch the in-city scenes and then be over with it. Like, I'm not going back to that fucking Amazon forest again. They can go fuck themselves on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd rather watch Cannibal Women in the, what is it, the... The Avocado Jungle. The Avocado Jungle. Of death. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> That movie's That's great. A I love much that. better movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you know, it's crazy because I actually watched Cannibal Holocaust this year, and this is me growing up into horror for years and years. And I puked when I watched that movie. I had to go and throw up in the toilet. Like I actually threw up, and I was like, "I'm, I can't finish this movie." I just, I finished it somehow. It took me two weeks, but I finished it, and. <laughs> After that, two, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks to finish this movie i shit you not like i i had to pause it turn it off come back to it later remember what scene i was on but hey, it's, it's like a band-aid just pull it off don't wait two weeks. <laughs> right yeah. for god's sakes get, get through the hour and a half two hour runtime whatever it is oh <laughs> good oh, and never, yeah, never shit, watch it shit or get off the pot man yeah <laughs> man up 
Yeah, you must like being tortured. God, this movie made me sick. That's why, that's why I stretched it out over a two-week span. In my fair, look, here in my fairness, I finished it. Not a lot of people can say it, but I finished it. Yeah, right. how, do you, how do you how do you make it last two weeks? Really? Like, as, as surprisingly as busy as my life is, it can work. Oh, like, dude, like I just after I watched that turtle because I love turtles, man. After I watched what happened to Mr. Turtle, I was dude, I cried. I yeah. fucking cried. I was like, I can't, man. I just have to turn this movie off real quick. <laughs> like, uh, on the, the the crying with the the animals thing, like it, not horror, but like a uh, the uh, I forgot which one. There's an Ace Ventura movie where like at the start the one of the one of his animals. He's uh, climbing on like a wire over a mountain and it falls. I fucking cried at that part. I know which one you're talking about. Now I can't think of it. Damn it. It's not Pet Detective. It's it's, uh, it's when nature calls. calls. Yeah, when nature calls. Yeah. I I, I cried at that part. Yeah. But. Yeah, so that's what basically got me into horror was Jason, and that's why to this day I love Jason, especially realizing that the first Jason movie I saw was with Kane Hodder, and that's why yeah. to this day if you always hear me talk about Kane, I will preach about him like a preacher of God, you know, like I'm like, Kane is this, this is what we need in horror, fuck anything else, put big scary man in costume and make him kill horny people, that is it, that is all we need. <laughs> like, uh, other than that, yeah, that's how I got into horror. Yeah. Mm, Wayne yeah, it's not horror. Kane Hodder just called that another Tuesday. Who are you talking about? He watches Cannibal Holocaust on loop on every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because if you watched any of the, the documentary footage or behind the scenes footage of uh, Hatchet, Adam Green talks about how he has to bring uh, Kane Hodder his nightly peanut butter and jelly sandwich with glass of milk. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so good. He's just a big old teddy bear. Oh, yeah. I guess I'll, I'll go next if no one else okay. wants to go. I'll go. It's Andy here. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, how did I get into horror? That's it's it's a couple of things. Um, I had a unique childhood, um, especially for an 80s kid. Um, my dad first opened up an independent mom and pop video store in 1985, and I was four when he opened. And I used to just just prowl the shelves and look at all these old, you know, vintage now vintage uh, VHS covers. And the horror section is what blew me away it was. So in an essence, I was first drawn to horror horror just from the v- awesome VHS jackets. And I was just, I would look at them. They always have those cool pictures. You guys know all these awesome eighties. Yep. I mean, God, uh, I mean, I remember, I remember that like chopping mall was one of them. 
You know, yeah. like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, four, four of me was like, well, I was like, what is that? You know, I was I was just very curious because the, the artwork and the horror compared to everything else, everything else just looked plain and normal. Mm-hmm. You know, every type of other, you know, especially like the drama and comedy, it all just looked kind of normal. Uh, but the horror always stood out to me. So that's kind of how I got started. And to top it all off, my grandmother, my grandmother, Helen, she's the one that I started watching horror movies with first. Um, oh, wow. I think one of the first movies we watched together was Poltergeist. And I think that was the first horror movie I'd ever watched. And then we moved on to like Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Halloween from 78. And once I figured out the horror heroes and the horror icons being Jason, Freddie, and Michael, I was sucked in. And then when, you know, by the time Child's Play came out in the late 80s, I was like, oh, I'm ready for this shit. I'm, I'm, this is nothing. This is Child's <laughs> Play, literally. So, like, <laughs> that's kind of, honestly, between growing up in a video store and little inf- influence from my grandma, I, I remember, I don't know if you guys, if you guys are some, those who are old enough to remember this, USA Network back in, like, it probably would have been, like, 91. It was, like, like early 90s somewhere. They used to do on Friday the 13th, they would do marathons of the Friday movies on the USA Network. Yep. Um, yep. I, I re- do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking dope, right? Kind of like how yeah. AMC does every Halloween season. Um, yeah. So, like, I remember one night in particular, my grandmother and I, I was probably 11. We watched, like, Friday 4, 5, 6, and 7, like, all back to back to back, dudes. Like, it was, <laughs> it was like, the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. But, like, um, the, the fact that I grew up in a video store, not only, I mean, it got me in the film in general. Like, I'm a huge, I love yeah. horrors. Horror is my favorite genre. But I, I'm just a, I'm a film and movie connoisseur, like, like through the roof. It's always been one of my biggest hobbies. It's my biggest hobbies in my whole life have been movies and sports. That's always been, and they still are. Yep. Um, so, you know, yeah, growing up in a video store, definitely, um, that was it was unique because, you know, like I, I kind of I kind of feel bad because I, I know I always hear these stories of people saying, like, I used I miss going to the video store with my family on a Friday night. It's like, damn, I never really got to do that. But I'm like, you know what? I had <laughs> I shouldn't be complaining. Like, this is great. Like, I'm not going to lie. Perfect childhood for like perfect. I couldn't have my dad do anything else or your parents do anything else. It, I'm telling you guys, you would have wished your parents owned a video store when you were a kid. I promise you. It was the great because I included like video games too, guys. Yeah. So like you it's know, it's so like when a new console would come out. But yeah, horror was always my jam. Uh, it was always my favorite genre. Um, I expanded my film genre as I got older, um, into my teens. But really as a kid, I mean I, I got hooked on the horror icons, and that was, you know, Freddie, Jason, Michael, Chucky. That's what really, really sucked me in. And honestly, I think that's how they kind of marketed those movies. They were, they were, they were targeting us. Oh, <laughs> if definitely. Were, if you were like, they could, they could, they could say they were, but they were like the horror icon appealed to young people, to kids. It did. Cause mm-hmm. it was, it was, it's, it's a weirdest thing. I've always found horror icons interesting because they're really the bad guy, but they're also, they're they're why we're watching it and they're like almost like a horror hero it's it's kind of funny i don't know but yeah that's that's pretty much that's 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 that was my biggest influence for sure was just growing up in a video store and just being mesmerized by these amazing vhs jackets like oh my god um and then also my grandma helen for sure wow yeah 
I can relate with you on the uh, VHS covers and stuff. Like, I used to walk in Blockbuster and just be amazed at the uh, at the horror section. All just the uh, just the covers. <laughs> I, I wouldn't oh. even know what the movie is. But I remember the, would look cool. The first time I ever saw the Return of the Living Dead uh, cover, which is which is honestly and, and actually I remember it was one, it was one of like because um, he opened up in '85. It was one of the first uh, new releases that we got into the store, like right after you first opened. Um, and I was just, I thought it was the coolest shit and I had to watch it right away. And I've been like a huge fucking clue Gulliger stand ever since. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love that man. Uh, but like that, that, that's like, that's another movie that like really got me in though. Cause I tend, I, and I think it was it was good. It worked out this way, but I, 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 as a kid, I tended to like the. It was weird. I got the humor part of it yeah. at like six years old of Return of Living Dead. Like it's so strange, but I did. And I know I'm a weird kid. Like I thought it was funny, and it is. And like you watch it this years later, it is. It's like a classic horror comedy, you know. And but that it, I could go on and on of all the movies that were super influential, but like. Uh, I mean, Fright Night from 1985 is another one that was super influent. That was one of the first horror movies. It had to be one of the first five horror movies I watched. Um, and just it goes on and on. But a lot of stuff that came out from like 84 to 89 are definitely my biggest influences for sure. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Let's just face it. Horror in the 80s was like top people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. could top eighties horror. No, I, I agree. I, I think it's the best. I, it's my favorite decade of horror. Oh, for sure. I didn't even grow up in the eighties. I should tell you something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, especially as as like as someone who like who loves more of the slashers than anything. The eighties is top notch. Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, my bloody Valentine's in is like one that comes to mind as eighty slashers and yeah. sleepaway camp and yep. oh sleepaway camp. Oh my yeah. god. Like that that's... movie needs love. <laughs> that movie never gets appreciated. <laughs> Doesn't it? I love that entire series, honestly. I don't think Pamela Springsteen gets enough credit for her portrayal of Angela. Oh yeah. No, no, definitely yeah, not. No, she, she's no, she's hella no, I I like I like her in uh no yeah. for sure. No, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd, I'd rather watch a lot of those than some stuff. I mean, I like a lot of modern horror. I do. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, and a lot. I mean, I, I feel like it's really picked up steam in the last 10 years. Um, yeah. If you really think about it, since 2010, there's been a shit ton of really good horror films. There yeah. really have been. Um, and not only just great horror films, but just great horror, new horror filmmakers coming onto the scene, you know? So yeah. that's, that's oh, exciting. Yeah. That's what gets me excited. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll go next. Uh, so I mean, just like everybody else, everybody else has already pretty much touched on. Uh, uh, I had almost the same upbringing of. Uh, I believe the, the first horror movie I ever saw was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was on TV, and I was like, <laughs> instantly hooked. As soon, I, 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 the scene I remember is is whenever he grabbed uh he grabs pam whenever she's trying to escape and so like i've always been hooked since that mm -hmm. it, it was it was that and jason takes manhattan was like one of my first ones as well and so that was nice introduction to friday 30 i think i think it was on one of the marathon it was on it was during a marathon yep. that i saw yep. it on so i saw those two and then you know I, i've seen all the i checked out the rest of them but like one of the things that like really hooked me into horror 
uh, like when I was young, when I was a kid, uh, I really liked to read. And so at school, when we'd, uh, we'd, we'd have like, you know, the test where, you know, you, you had to read a book and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, I would choose, uh, I would, uh, uh, I would, I would normally do goosebumps. Uh, I loved goosebumps, mm-hmm. especially the, uh, the, the fear street series from, from RL Stein. L- love that series. Uh, but <laughs> I grew up with that, so I know. Yeah, but uh, one, of the, but one of the the books that like really drew me into everything uh, was when I discovered uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes. Like that, 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 that oh was, yeah, yeah. The, that series really stuck with me. Uh, also, uh, on on Nickelodeon, there was a show called uh, uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark." And so I, uh, I loved watching that, and just like everybody else, uh, I love Tales Tales from the Crypt was one of my favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, also, uh, I, this hasn't been mentioned yet, but like so, like when, when uh, other kids my age, when they were all watching Power Rangers, and was uh, had the crush on the Pink Power Ranger, I was all about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> right. Hell yeah, a man yeah. after my own heart. <laughs> no, I know. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Whoa, you're just bringing nostalgia and happiness to my mind. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, but like mine was more of uh, a like shows like Goosebumps and reading the books and uh, and, and then Tales from the Crypt and Buffy and then of course all the all the horror movies and stuff. Uh, t- till this day, though, like as much as I love horror, till there, there's only been one movie that's ever like really stuck with me. As far as like scary, it's not really scary. It's more of a, it, it's more of like a, 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 a psychological thing. Uh, ever since I saw Final Destination Two, I will not get behind a log truck. Like I will do <laughs> right <laughs> to avoid log trucks. <laughs> yeah, man. Nightmare and Elm, the original Nightmare really freaked me out as a kid. I think yeah. that I think that movie scared me the most as a as a kid for sure. Yeah, because it's the the idea of going to sleep. But here's the thing: even though it, it it did scare the shit out of me, and it did, I kept watching it, and I, and I, <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 I wanted to watch. You know, like I remember when Dream Warriors came out. You know, I'd already seen the first two, and I was like, "Let's go!" Even though it it did, it freaked me out. I I had more nightmares about Freddy than than any of them you know like yeah. like i would have nightmares commonly with freddie but i still watched them but i didn't give a shit <laughs> i didn't care i didn't see that's care. So crazy though like everyone has everyone's always had a nightmare about freddie i mean like i've never been afraid of freddie like as weird as that sounds i shit you not like i've been afraid of a lot like leatherface <clears throat> but jason and freddie not nah, like go when I saw Ghostface for the first time, he freaked me out. You know, like I, I don't know Did why. Did you watch though, but... the original Nightmare first? Is that the first one you watched? Yes, the original. See that, that was movie, the first, and it doesn't freak. See, see to me, uh, to me, uh, some people yeah. aren't aren't. Uh, you're not alone there, Lane. Some people aren't, but to me, just the idea. Just the, the one reason I, Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite horror movie of all time. But the yeah. reason, I, well, reason why I think it's so scary, at least it's scary for me is just that story that Wes Craven wrote, the idea that if you fall asleep and this person, this killer, kills you in your dreams, it's for real, that is fucking terrifying. Yeah. Because everyone oh. has to sleep. 
You have to fucking sleep. I mean, you can't just stay awake for a week. You gotta sleep. You'll die. I know. So it's like, pick your fucking poison. Do I want to die in my dreams or just die of natural causes from not sleeping? My lord. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna lie though. Around the in the the big climactic fight of Freddie and Nancy, it kind of did remind me of Home Alone. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you, you mean know, Home Alone reminded you of Nightmare, is what you mean? Yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 Cons- cons- <laughs> considering <laughs> Nightmare came out eight years yeah. before it. Well, remember, remember. It depends I- on which one you watch first. Yeah. <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> on DVD, and either what I saw first. <laughs> like, so that's probably where I got that from because I probably saw Home Alone first because growing up, my family was not super into horror and they were more like, oh no, joy, positive movies. I'm like, Fuck no! I want to see a teenager get ripped and cut. Whatever you know, yeah, <laughs> like I know. I want to see Jason say, "Who the fuck is in my camp?" <laughs> like, it's funny you, you said know? Home Alone because, like, when because you know, I like I said, I was raised in a video store, so like, I had some friends that definitely that were like, you know, I mean, that <laughs> they were like, "Dude, that's cool. Let's go over to Andy's. You can get all the free movies and games and shit." <laughs> so, like, like they'd want they'd want me like, "Hey guys, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go to the video store with my dad to pick up some stuff. What do you guys want?" And they'd be like, uh, oh, Home Alone, um, Encino Man, uh, uh, stuff like that. I'm like, guys, let's watch fucking Friday Six. What's the fucking yeah. matter with you? You know, but right? like, not, not a lot of my friends, some of them did, but I, I'm trying to think. No, well, some of them did. Some of them did watch horror with me, but for the most part, it was mostly just action and comedies whenever I had friends over. But like, yeah. I never yeah. really had like, like best friends that were like super into horror like me definitely not. oh mm-hmm. yeah agreed yeah, yeah, yeah me neither. Like, ever since i've joined the network y'all have only been the ones that i really get to sit down and talk with horror like everyone else i hang out with they're like horror scary i'm like yeah it's fucking horror it's supposed to be scary like i'm sorry jason's supposed to hand out ice cream cones and chucky's supposed to be friendly like no it, dude like come on that's what makes it great is being scared like you know it's like so finally to chat about it's kind of nice because again like andy says you know growing up you don't have a lot of horror friends for some weird reason like what the hell (laughs) i'd have to force them to watch it i'd have to like i'd have to like guys just give it a shot please i'd be like begging my friends to watch like you know fright night with me (laughs) right candy man and shit like candy man that i watched i never seen Candyman. i watched that oh, this year so whatever i cut it off cut off by the way my bad uh but i did watch that this year and i loved it thank you i truly believe that is definitely an underappreciated film it it's is, it's is one of the most under and here's the thing it came out in 92 don't know ask me how i know that but i do it came out in 92 and like it still holds the fuck up that movie it looks does. so good it's crazy it's crazy how like that movie, especially nowadays with you know everything full restoration, 4K, mm-hmm. HD, all that bullshit. Like when that's one movie, it's like, damn, I can't believe how good that still looks. It's crazy. Yeah. Dude, one of the series that was always on TV when I was growing up, and like one that I really like, even though like it gets shit on sometimes because yeah, it's got some pretty bad, uh, bad ones in the franchise, but I. I love the leprechaun series oh <laughs> leprechaun's great 
Leprechaun is great. I Leprechaun. do too. Leprechaun is so good. <laughs> uh, up and up what, until what was the in the hood? That was fucking terrible. <laughs> oh, I'll get, nah, dude. I'll, I'll get down on some in the hood too, no, bro. Oh, no, 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 I'll yeah. get down on it. I'm I will. Sorry, the best one yeah. is when he went to Las Vegas. <laughs> and you can fight me on that. <laughs> I love that one. I love that I, one. Number that one's, two? Yeah, number two. No, is number three. Favorite. Number yeah, three is the three yeah. is when they go to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I actually like the the most recent one they did the, the reboot. I think it's like a direct, I think it's actually like it's more like a direct sequel to the to one because it has uh, stuff. It is. Going. Yeah. It it was actually really good. I was I was shocked. Uh, fun uh i got a fun story about leprechaun so you know as i told y'all i had older siblings right and they they saw leprechaun upon release and my sister she was really afraid of it so my family thought it'd be funny to hide under her bed and grab her by the foot and say i want smeagol (laughs) she has been horror she's crying she is deadly afraid of leprechauns because of that (laughs) An eye for an eye, me dear. Yeah, yeah. that's great. I watched uh, a bunch of movies that, like, people like nowadays consider like underrated, and at the time, I didn't realize that they weren't more known. Well, like, I, I, I remember, uh, I, I used to love watching Pumpkinhead, and then I found out that a lot of the people hadn't even seen Pumpkinhead, uh, and and uh, stuff like that. Yeah, for me, uh, my kind of horror origin story, if you will, is uh, it's a little different. Uh, when I was growing up, I was never, I never had a lot of exposure to the classic slashers or most of the popular horror movies that come out today. My story yeah. is more like from the earliest age that I can remember, there were two horror movies, like genuine horror movies that I remember watching. One of them was John Carpenter's The Fog. And the other yeah. was Stephen King's Silver Bullet. Okay. And, yeah. Yes. And <laughs> um, yes. As, as as far as the fog goes, that's the one movie that still like freaks me out to this day. Like I can watch it oh. as many times, and I I love it. I really love it. But I don't know what it is, but I always get a little bit of an uneasy feeling whenever I watch the movie. And yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. I I don't have like a proper explanation. It's just it's just something that always you know gets at my brain every time i watch it i mm-hmm. love john carpenter and especially more so now because i've been watching more of that stuff but uh, another you know other other movies that i have been watching were predator and aliens and that's actually how i got over my fear of like silver bullet because i was also really afraid of silver bullet so in my mind whenever i watch silver bullet i always imagined like oh that would be cool if uh, the predator would show up and kick the werewolf's ass. You know, that's how I, was, yeah, that's how I always get through the movie because I always imagine like, oh yeah, the predator's going to show up and whoop this werewolf's ass. So yeah, uh, that's that's how I would get through those horror movies. And then uh, I also watched the Goosebumps uh, uh, TV show. Yeah, and there was actually a show that my mom kept watching every time it came on uh, to Sci-Fi. This was back in the early two thousands, mind you. Uh, it was called. Uh, it was Stephen King's Rose Red. Oh yeah, that, yep. That that yeah. that's oh, good actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I've heard that from somewhere, and it just clicked in my mind. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So the, that was something that also freaked me out. Uh, like whenever it would show like the ghosts, they always looked like uh, 
like zombies or mummies or something and it's just the way they looked always like creeped me out uh but it was always the fog that would get me uh so fast forward to 2017 at this point i had very minimal knowledge about michael myers uh freddy krueger and jason Voorhees. but then a little game called friday the 13th the game was announced and that's when I started going through YouTube, and I saw some gameplay from H2O Delirious and a few other people. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I found Slash and Cast. Slash and Cast is what got me into every other horror movie that I hadn't seen up until that point. I started oh, right watching uh, Riley and Nick, uh, their, their original show, the original Slash and Cast podcast, where they had an entire table set up with, you know, different... Uh, merchandise and they would just straight up talk about these movies and then they started talking about the game and ever since then i had been following them and then i finally became a member of their youtube channel and then from there riley hooked me up on helping build this new gaming pc that i'm currently using right now and that's what's been helping me do this podcast so i owe it to to riley for getting me where i am today being part of this network because while i was building my pc he was like hey man uh you know i'm starting up this network and you know i can show you how to do podcasts if you want to and i was like yeah sure so that's what you know that's who got me on to most of the horror films you know that we all watch today you know mm-hmm. uh the first jason that i actually uh, seen was part six jason that was my first friday film. nice nice so yeah. my uh, favorite yeah, that's also my favorite. I love part six. So, yep. and then I started watching Halloween. And it's funny because my dad watched some of this stuff when he was younger, but he got away from that uh, in the 80s because he was watching all of the Rocky films, Predator, <laughs> Rambo. You know, he was going more the action genre route. He didn't pay too much attention to a lot of the horror films. Uh, sure. There were a few that he was paying attention to. Uh, like he he said he watched the thing, but he was kind of turned off from it because he was watching other stuff. But you know, ever since I had been starting this podcast, you know, uh, me and my co-host Carter, what we do is when we do movie reviews, we actually watch the film first and then immediately record afterwards after we took some notes, just so we can have uh, like a fresh mindset on the movie. And my dad would join us sometimes, and you know, he he thanked me for getting him back into some of these things because he's he remembers seeing some of the movies like the friday movies or the halloween films and it had just been years since he'd seen it and the funny thing is that my mom was more into horror stuff than he was uh but of course we all had uh like whenever we had like family movie nights when i was younger it would always be uh the fog or silver bullet and those would be like the movies like silver bullet we actually rented from the Blockbuster video store or the Hollywood uh, video store. Okay. And those, you know, those are the movies that kind of stayed fresh with me in my mind when I was younger. So that's kind of like my little origin story, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's neat that you mentioned the Friday 13th game and finding uh, Slash and Cast that because that's actually how I found Slash and Cast as well. Because uh, I remember hearing about Friday the Thirteenth, the the game. I looked up on YouTube gameplay, and Slashing Cast was one of the first videos I saw, and yep. so I watched it. I really liked, I really liked it the way it was done. So I just subscribed to their channel. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. Although for me, I didn't watch gameplay. I 
they it was I can't even remember which episode it was, but it was when they were talking about the game in their podcast, and I was like, you know, I kind of like the way these guys have their setup, and so I kind of got connected with them, and ever since then, you know, yeah. here I am. Yeah. While we're talking about it, I'll shine some light <laughs> as well. Uh, you know, it's actually funny, kind of similar. I actually found slashing cast because you know. As I told y'all, the more I watched horror, the more I just got into it. I actually wanted to watch horror channels on YouTube as well, because at one time in my life, just horror was just all about me. And I actually just Googled horror channels, and then YouTube came up, and then I scrolled through and found Slashing Cast. And ever since then, I've listened through. And honestly, the way that just Nick and Riley, I don't know the, I don't know how to put it, but I really love what they bring to Slashing Cast because the way they like. You can tell how close they are in like a, a subtle way, and it's so cool to see how two people are so similar and they get along and talk about what they really enjoy. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that's what really draws Slash and Cast to me because you know when you sit there and you see people like co-host and all that, you always hear them like in more of an audio form with podcasts. But to see Nick and Riley like face to face and chat with each other, that's yeah. really dope. Yeah, for me, uh, when whenever they would live stream Friday the Thirteenth, I was there whenever like some of the early Friday the 13th game memes came up, like the let her go meme. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and <laughs> we all, we, we all have a uh, PTSD from that stuff early on in the game. Don't we? Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> right. yeah. And then, you know, they uh, early on when they, sometimes they would do like uh, dead by daylight streams, but they would get like no views. And the same thing with videos. So they actually got away from doing Dead by Daylight, but now more recently, uh, we've been we've been playing together more, and we would get you know like about hundred plus views. So it's always a fun time, you know, going on live stream and playing like that. I enjoy doing that. Yeah, I found them during the beta for Friday the Thirteenth, the game. That's how I discovered. That's how I discovered their channel, and I've just been watching ever since. Because um, I, I liked it that, like you guys said, I love the format that they did when Slash and Cast was, you know, was an actual like you know thirty forty minute <clears throat> podcast show essentially, right. um, when they go over like current news and and talk about movies, and it was uh, yeah. yeah. But I found them, yeah, I found them because of Friday the Thirteenth game during the beta during the beta time. Yeah. I love how Friday Thirteenth the game has like brought so many of us together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my, our yeah. podcast doesn't the Dead and Santa Carmel podcast doesn't exist without it. Uh, I met Brian playing the game. Uh, I met yeah, Brian playing the game. You know. It's the same with this podcast. I right. wouldn't know I wouldn't know any of these guys if it wasn't for that game. Same. Yep. Same. <laughs> well, you know that the lane shift is a loner. If it wasn't for Friday thirteenth, I wouldn't have never been inspired to make a podcast. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would have been the game. It, it, I would have never found Slack. Uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, it's it's so funny. Like with all y'all with co-hosts, like I feel so awkward. Like I'm like the only, I'm pretty sure I'm like the only person here who does their own show. <laughs> like yeah. currently. <laughs> well, hey man. You know how how awesome that is that you do that it's just you doing your own show. I, I can't oh, imagine nice. by myself. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I couldn't do it. For no. Me, um. Because my co-host happens to be my neighbor, and he he, uh, he doesn't have any like any friends at all. It's just him here. Uh, same thing with me. I mean, I have a few friends, but I don't really talk to them much anymore. And we always play online together on PlayStation. And um, he has he has a good talent for talking. And when you get him on a certain subject, 
he can talk your ear off for hours. And so my thought was when I was when Riley had pitched to me the idea of doing the podcast, I was telling myself, okay, my next door neighbor isn't really doing much aside from working on you know farm stuff because we're kind of out in the country a little bit. So mm-hmm. he helps his dad out with farm stuff, and he likes movies, he likes video games, and it was actually because of me that he got onto Friday the Thirteenth the game because oh, nice. I remember the first day that I actually logged on to Friday the 13th, the game, I was really nervous. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to play this by myself. So I called my friend <laughs> up and I called Carter up and I'm like, Carter, you gotta, you gotta get this game with me. I'm too scared to play it by myself. So he finally caved in and he bought the game. And ever since then we had been playing it. We've had some really great times. We had some really shitty times, but overall it was really fun. So getting him on this podcast was uh, a good thing for him because he doesn't have pretty much anybody else to talk to. So yeah. uh, utilizing his talent for talking, uh, I, I felt was very important because, uh, you know, it, otherwise it would have been just me doing this. And I, I felt to me it would it would feel irresponsible for me to leave him out of, of something like this because, you know, there's a lot yeah. of untapped potential that he has. So I told myself, I got to get him on this podcast. We got to do this together. And so this is where we are today. And I'm really glad that I did it. So. Nice. Oh yeah. Very cool. Uh, it, it seems like to me we all need to get together for an episode on like our favorite memories of the game. Oh yeah. Right? I was just sitting there thinking about that in my head too. I was like, damn, we should make an episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Um. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure y'all enjoy y'all's co-host, and I'm sure your co-hosts feel mutual. Uh. Yeah. But I mean. All, all, all except for Ted. He's a jerk. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, honestly, like, the one cool thing is, at least when you're all by yourself, you can name your own show after you, hence the Lane Show. <laughs> and my minor narcissism. <laughs> Are you sure it's minor? Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Shots no, fired. No, no, no it is not. Hey, but... you're just jealous that I can look at myself and want to bang myself. <laughs> Jesus. But, you know what? Uh, wow. speaking, speaking Calm down, of... Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do me? I do me. I do me good. Well, you know, uh, speaking of of podcast names, the original idea, like, there were a few inspirations I had for naming the podcast The C-Files. So, back in 2014, 2015, uh, back when a few of our friends were still here in the area, we had a a YouTube channel called The J2C Files, and basically, that was just us uh, doing a videos where we had a Facebook group we were a part of. Uh, it was a homeschoolers group. And uh, one of our friends, Jake, had a, a show called Your Week with Jake, where he would pick questions from the uh, Facebook group and answer them. So we started doing that, and we named our channel the J2C Files. And we had a, a fairly popular video. I mean, I say popular. It only had like 100 views. But back then, it was, it was pretty good. And basically, it was Carter raging at Call of Duty Black Ops 2, and it it was it was fucking funny. Uh, what I can do is uh, I can find the video uh, later on, and I'll post it in the uh, in the chat 
in the um, Discord chat, so you guys can see Carter raging at Black Ops when he was younger. And fair warning, there's a lot of swearing, in it, but it's it's hilarious because what we did was is we had another friend of mine playing against him in a one-on-one -on -one multiplayer match, and Carter wasn't very good at Call of Duty, so he would always like overreact on shit. So uh, he would be swearing every like in every other sentence, but. Uh, after we did that, we did a few more of the uh, videos where we answered questions from the Facebook group, and then we kind of all split apart. Everybody went their own separate ways, except for me and Carter. So then I got the idea, well, if we're going to do this podcast, I'd like to sort of resurrect the J2C files, but since the J's left, because the J2C, we had our friend Jake, and then we had another guy named Josh, and then it was me and Carter. Uh, so we took it, so the J's left. But the C stayed behind, so it became the C files. And then another inspiration was the X Files. Like it literally, like our like the little catchphrase we always say at the end of our episode is the entertainment is out there, like the truth is out there from the X Files. And <laughs> it, it, the thing is, is that my mom is an X Files fan, and it's also because of her that I was watching the X Files. And back when I was building my computer, I had been binge watching the X Files. So, you know, when as we were getting the the podcast set up, I, I was telling myself, man, I gotta I gotta think of a name. So, I liked the X Files, and then I had the the memory of the J2C files, and that's where we got the C file podcast. So, very cool. All right, Mark and Ted, haven't heard much from you guys. Well, I mean, uh, like we've we've talked about this before, and mine's pretty similar to a lot of you guys. Um, like Andy, I grew up uh, watching things with my grandmother, but she was a little old school. She didn't watch right any. On. She we watched a lot of like the uh, black and white old school horror. Sure. Um, my favorite growing up was Night of the Living Dead by George Romero. Um. Watched some of the Universal horror, but other than that, we just watched like cartoony, cutesy stuff. The first like actual modern horror I watched was uh, Halloween Two. I watched it with my stepdad, and I was five years old, and that movie scared the absolute piss out of me, quite literally. And <laughs> I shot him six times. <laughs> well, there was the scene where he uh, melted the nurse's face in the hot tub. Oh yeah. And I was only like five. I didn't understand what a hot tub was. I didn't know like what happened. I thought he just magically melted her face in the bathtub. <laughs> so I would not go to the bathroom by myself for months. I was terrified that I was going to get my face melted off in the fucking bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then chucky scared the shit out of me too because i had a lot of like toys that looked similar to good guy and like the just just things like that just thinking that like the toy would come alive and it wasn't really scary thinking that uh the the doll was going after the kid it was like the doll was going after everybody else and the kid was getting blamed for it that scared the shit out of me yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I just, I got into it. It was like an infection that grew in me. You know, I started reading the comics, the horror comics and playing video games, watching, uh, Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark and Scooby-Doo and all the things that were tailored to kids that brought them into horror. 
and here I am now. I love, I mean, you would think with my first uh, experience with uh, Halloween 2, I would be a huge Michael fan, but I'm, I'm not really that big into Halloween personally because I, I think a lot of the movies suck, honestly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I I I quickly I was like in a pre-teenage age when I watched uh Friday the 13th part 6 and I thought this is the perfect slasher movie and I ever since I've been in love with Jason and then I had the Friday the 13th game pre-order as soon as it was available it was like a year and a half before the game came out or something like that and everything else is history <laughs> yeah part six jason lives is 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 a that is that's a good way to put it that is almost a perfect slasher film it, it is. is yeah, yeah it i'd is. have to agree with y'all on that one you know yeah. it really does bring balance in that one that is for sure you know you don't have like some weird shit going on it would definitely oh, you, 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 <laughs> you mean you don't you, you don't have someone going you don't have two people having sex in bed and, and the guy going man you have great nipple placement baby you mean <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't have stuff like that in it okay yeah that no there's oh I thought that was the end of the song <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly a pair of pliers Jason no. Jason lives is the only, I'm the best, I believe it's the only one without the nudity in the whole series. Children yeah, to. yeah, you're right. It's the only one, and it's it's funny because Joe Bob was talking on one of his shows that he got a letter from, uh, or he was reading one of the the viewer letters where a guy wrote him and and thanked him for playing Friday Six on his show because it was the only way he was able to watch it because his mom wouldn't let him see nudity. And I was just thinking to myself, there was no nudity in the in the theatrical version. Your mom could have let you watch that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, for me, uh, it's like as far as my favorite Friday film, I want to say it's part six. But sometimes I'm torn between part four and part six. Yeah. Just because, you know, part six was my first Friday film. And then I watched part four. And then I watched part seven and then part five uh, that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, But between part four and part six, those are like my two favorite ones. Same. Same, yeah. Four was fucking brutal, man. You've never seen Jason so fucking pissed off. Four. Oh, yeah. Well, four, <laughs> four created like this different dynamic that we hadn't seen. And, and actually, fuck, is it the only? Let me think real quick. Well, no, seven kind of has that dynamic, but not quite as tight knit as four four is like the only one where you had like the full family dynamic because usually it's just it's usually just kids at at crystal lake getting slaughtered you had that but on top of that you also had the jarvis family and it was a full family you had a mom two kids and that i i think that's what works to final chapters uh most benefit is that that you have this family that you fucking care about and that you like don't want to see you don't want to, you don't want them to die and you you love them and I think that's always been that's to me always been Final Chapter's biggest strength and not to mention you have Tom Savini returning to do the kills so that right. oh, yeah. helps too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. helps you too. also have characters that you actually give a shit about like yeah, yeah. I was just about to say yeah. most yep. of the characters you remember uh, you remember their names no matter how unimportant sure. they were sure it's Gordo like, that's all we cared about was Gordo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I can't. There's like, but you know, 
there is one question I always have when, <laughs> whenever I watch a movie, and it was a question that I still have when we actually reviewed it. Was who was it? Did Gordo just like jump out the window himself, or did Jason actually throw him out? Because I still can't figure that out. Yeah. I believe he jumped. I, I think, think he jumped. jumped. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he jumped because he the way it looks. Because if if Gordo was thrown, he probably would have been more like it, he would have been thrown more through like his back landing into the window. Yeah. But as you clearly see, it's like he's in full leap motion, as if he said, "Oh fuck, dead bodies, I'm out." Raggy, you know, gets out of there, um, type deal. But uh, yeah, you know. And another unanswered question was: until Friday Thirteenth, the game with the Jarvis tapes, did Gordo survive? And uh, from Friday Thirteenth, the game speculation: uh, Gordo did. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, which makes me happy because Gordo was good boy. So yeah, he definitely deserved to live. He was a good boy. He was. He really was. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an animal lover. So. I'll tell you that as a big Texas Chainsaw of uh, Massacre franchise fan, that that franchise has the most fucking confusing timeline ever. Oh so. yeah. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I want to do an episode one day on on our podcast where we go over those timelines because yeah. you're right. It's There's it's pretty. It's it, it's fuckery. It, 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 it's <laughs> It's fuckery. You really just get one and two, and then that, then yeah, it's a shit show after that. The only thing to deal with the shitty timeline, they change the fucking family's name almost every other movie. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, If you compare that to the Halloween's timeline, Halloween's more straighter than that and more on point. (laughs) It actually is. Sadly, it it is. is. Hell, fucking yeah. Hellraiser has a better timeline than a more straighter timeline (laughs) than fucking Texas. Yep. For God's sakes, real fucking dude. Hell, Hellraiser Deader has more fucking continuity to the fucking <laughs> original Hellraisers than fucking yeah. It's true, uh, sad, sad but true. I love the Texas. I'm with you too, oh, yeah. uh, Kyle. I, I yeah. the the first Texas is probably my second. It's probably my second or third favorite horror film of all time. Yeah, I, I think I think it's one of the best for sure. Just oh, not yeah. even was, you know, if I'm like going to say that, I think it's yeah, it's it's. I'm yeah, a big, I like the I, second one too. Yeah. What happened? I uh, I don't know. We all just stopped talking for oh. a second. It just got really awkwardly silent, silent yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 I brought up Texas too, and everyone's like, "Fuck." I love, I love <laughs> Texas too. I love man. Texas too. I love I, fucking movie. <laughs> Lick my plate, <laughs> you dog dick. Fucking chop top. He makes. Yeah, I'm about to say Bill Mosley makes that fucking movie. Yes. Like honestly, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Bill in that film, ah. Yeah, he should have been in the first one. <laughs> yeah, an un- unpopular opinion. Part two has my favorite Leatherface in the entire franchise. I said, it. "Oh, great!" It's it's. I the, think I dude, agree. Dude, dude, the, the fucking the 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 wiggle thrust coming. Come on, you you, you like you like horny Leatherface? <laughs> Come on, you <laughs> joke all the time. Texas Chainsaw Massacre two is 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 Brian and I's favorite horror love story for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's funny. Uh, Bill Mosley's talked before on a podcast about how he had to do an award show and he was supposed to give an award to Rob Zombie, and he got permission to dress up as Chop Top. That's, <laughs> so awesome. That's to, great. To, 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 
to give the award and people were kind of confused as what the hell why the hell even chopped up (laughs) (laughs) it's a damn crime that character never returned you could tell i mean he he falls down the thing we didn't actually see him die right You know, I, that's one thing. A lot of these franchises, man, they just even Friday, like pretty much like I like part eight. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah. it, it's crazy to me that we never got Tina Shepard back from part seven. I oh, always yeah. it's funny. I was dude, literally in the mid 90s. This would have been like 95. I was I'm just like geeking out over like horror ideas because I was just obsessed even then. I always said, even when I was a teenager, why don't they make... You know what it was? It was because I watched Jason Goes to Hell and I was so pissed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was, actually. Mm. I was so angry. So angry. Like, I don't hate any movies except that, but that's the only movie on the planet that I do hate. I hate that movie. But uh, after... Halloween Yeah. Dude, I can watch Halloween Resurrection and have a good time. I watch Jason Goes to Hell. I'm just pissed. I'm just mad. I'm just angry. So, like, after I watched that for the first time, I remember I, I started, like, why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? I always thought it would be a cool – my my Friday the 13th movie pitch was Tommy and Tina met at a mental hospital, fell in love, and they're older now, and they battle Jason together. That was my idea. But That's Oh, my God. Dude, I'm, I'm so cool. I'm down. Because but, honestly, that that's actually conceivable that they could have met both like after the events of part six and part seven. Of course, it's conceivable that they could have met in like a hospital or whatnot. Yep. Absolutely conceivable. Yes. Yeah, but no. But no, we got Jason. We 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 got a demon slug Jason and sent the fucker to outer space instead. So fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's yeah. okay though. You know, I uh, I was watching. Uh, this was a few months ago. I was watching that documentary, uh, Crystal Lake Memories. Oh, yeah, it's I so remember, good. I remember one of the ideas that somebody pitched was to get all the survivors from all the movies into one movie to battle Jason one last time. Yeah, like all the final girls. Yeah, and have Tommy in there too. I'd love to see something like that, to have like a a big reunion type thing. Like, okay, we've all dealt with Jason at some point in time. Let's team up and send this fucker to hell where he belongs, you know, or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, I'd love Uh, to see something like that. Then we got big scary boy with mama issues sent to space. <laughs> what we got? I unashamedly watched the entire Crystal Lakes documentary one sitting. I did too. I yeah, did too. I did too. I did too. I, I, I did too. It couldn't turn it off. I, I had nothing else to do that day. I was like, "Fuck it!" I'm watching all eight hours. I did. I, I binged the whole thing too. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot, yeah. but it's well yeah, worth but, it. I don't know what the. Uh, it's just man, Sean Cunningham really man. Fuck him. Oh man. Oh my god. You know, oh, oh. <laughs> shameless, shameless, shameless plug. If you want to hear my thoughts, my complete thoughts on Sean Cunningham, listen to our recent Friday the 13th episode that we dropped this month. Do it. Um, it's great. Yeah, we, we closed that out. The good 30, 40 minutes, we ended that with just talking about Sean and his impact on the franchise. And uh, <laughs> It's well worth it. It's well worth yeah, the listen. It's very... Oh. I think costing your franchise millions of dollars and so much more and so many ideas just because you're selfish. <laughs> yeah. That's about it. Okay. Well, we do get Tina back, uh, coming back in Rose in, in, a, Rose in a fan Blood. film. Yeah, in a yeah. fan film. That's cool. Right. No, hey, man, it's better than it. It's better than yeah. nothing. Better That's than true. nothing. Oh, yeah. Isn't it crazy? They announced uh, she was coming back as Tina. I was like, yes. <laughs> yep. It's crazy cool. 
Very, yeah. very cool. I mean, is dude, imagine building a franchise and then fucking it over on the last two films and having a bunch of fans get together and make your franchise double times better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, uh, ever since uh, when Friday the 13th, the game announced the end of content, and subsequently since then you know going on the f13 game subreddit is just so fucking toxic dude oh god i believe it you can't post anything positive on there without them without somebody saying oh you're just uh you're just a shill you're just you know like uh you know i don't know but like kissing their ass or something like yeah exactly okay so um slash and cast did a video it was uh, a parody of the let her go meme and I actually helped them out. Me and a few other guys were helping them. Uh, we, what we did was we went in game and we got different shots together. And so I decided to to share that video on there because I mean it's a it's, it was it was a funny video, and mm-hmm. it got it got like uh, nobody looked at it except for like maybe one or two people and they downvoted. And I'm like, oh, what a waste. And then <laughs> more recently, I posted another video where Riley's explaining the situation about the dedicated servers, and then I get a, sh- uh, a shit ton of like neg- negative comments. Oh, he he sounds like a like a over like a fanboy or something kissing their ass. And it was just like, man, this ain't even fucking worth it. Well, yeah. they're just uninformed idiots. I mean, at the end of the day, like they still think that like they still think Friday, like Gun Media, is, who the publishers for Friday the right, game, yeah. are like getting sued or involved in lawsuit. It's like you idiots. They're not the ones in the lawsuit, right? It yeah. just takes a li- dude. Google. I just want to tell these fuckers. Anytime I see these fuckers, I go. I, I just. I, I've even replied to them on Twitter before. Going, you know, you should check Google dot com and search and yeah. search Friday the Thirteenth lawsuit. It's a really cool website. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's really yeah. cool. You just go to Google dot com. <laughs> it just takes. A, it takes five minutes of research, and you could you could yeah. know what's going on. Not to mention, fucking this shit's public. Like fucking lawsuits are. Court shit is public fucking records. Like you can fucking find this shit out yourself. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the like responses I, I got from posting up their video oh, no. was, uh, it was like, oh, uh, you know, why don't they just like post uh, like uh, put up content on the game that isn't Friday the Thirteenth related? And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> what? Mm. <laughs> well, well, that makes a whole lot of sense. I All mean, right. okay. I, All like, right. I, I, I gave them like a, a, a simple explanation. Like, okay, they were told that they cannot produce any more content. Even on one of their posts, Gun Media literally said, we can't even post a, a rock in the game because that would be yes. considered adding content. And right. it's just not getting through their heads. This guy says, oh, why did they just post something non-Friday the 13th? Really? Like, oh my God, that's a brilliant fucking idea. Why didn't I think of that? And, and, you know, and, and and not to clown people who have not watched the friday films i don't mean this in this way but a lot of these people who are complaining like this that are just so just misinformed and, and just don't know what the fuck the situation is they don't they're not even fans of the fucking movies anyway like they don't even know anything about it like they don't they have no idea who sean cunningham is <laughs> like they have yeah, no right. clue who he is they don't god they definitely don't know who victor miller is um mm. so it's like it's, it's just it's it's so I, I anymore though i just laugh i, I you gotta just laugh it off because it's just yeah. they're idiots they're they're just complete fools like i saw Wes keltner tweet something last night about something from reddit actually where someone was literally saying comparing what gun media is doing to to a nazi regime that they're that they're <laughs> yeah. that they're boy 
that they're like brainwashing people to have their back and that's like you know to make oh my god like it's like come on people it's it's this isn't hard to figure out (laughs) like you just can literally go on google friday the 13th lawsuit who does it involve bam done that's it Mm -hmm. i know but I don't know, Lane. Your generation's kind of fucked up, man. Can't even go to generation. That's more like my brother's generation. Yeah, dude. I, mean, I, I just course. envision most of these people. Most of these people are complaining like between the ages sixteen and twenty-one. That's just I, I just got that like. In, You're right. Probably, uh, it, don't I, don't include me in this generation, all right? Because <laughs> my dad nutted me out in the eighties, and I'm just gonna say that. Noted, all right. Like I you was there generation. You didn't want to you didn't want to be there anyway. We had bullies back then. You didn't want to be there. It's no good. Oh, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the bullies? It's great. Like, like they disappeared. All right. Hold on. Look at gun media. They get bullied every day. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, West Keller, uh, West can't even post anything on Twitter without no. saying, Oh, Friday the thirteenth, yeah. why'd you abandon the game? Uh you just abandoned the game. It's like, dude. Uh, where where the fuck have you been are you been looking at living under a fucking rock in the the fucking center of the earth i mean look the stupidity of people today that they don't do their research they don't even really care they just they just see like a headline and then they just take it as fact they don't do their Mm -hmm. own research and it would be so easy and you know you would think that after all these years that you know a settlement would have been nice you know but you know you got greedy fucking assholes that that you know just can't bury the past no it's like okay it's stupid yeah Yeah. no you're right because at the end of the day like i don't think sean should be completely shut out i don't think he should but at the same time victor miller should not be shut out either right so like you know like so it's like to me since this all went first you know god this this june will come up on three years since you know since the shit went down with no content in the game it was like may or june of 2018 and like like i remember at the time i'm like okay they should be able to there should be able to type some type of settlement and i I would figure they would and then halloween 2018 came out and made 150 million on like a 10 million dollar budget and i'm i'm not all it made me think of and not to mention i loved halloween 2018 and then i'm like okay so you have a you have a good halloween entry this this series is back better than ever you know better than best and since the original in my opinion and then now it's making a shit ton of money. It's worth with Universal Studios. And these two knuckleheads are in court arguing over fucking peanuts. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Right? I mean, like, if you if you like right now, if they if they would have settled this shit two years ago, we would like, dude, they'd be there'd probably be a Friday movie coming in 2021. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. And if you if you hire the right people, get the right, you know, get the right production company behind it, hire the right people to produce it, direct it, write it, all that, shit can work out. <laughs> I mean, the, again, yeah, Halloween I mean, 2018 is is the po- – Friday should cover whenever the, whenever Friday gets its shit together. Someday it's going to happen. We're going to get another Friday movie. I don't know when. I would honestly think in the next three years it will happen. I, I'm hoping. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I think that's very possible. I'm with you there. And if, if, if it does happen, they need to take the blueprint – of halloween as far as like continuity to the original continuity yep. to this continuity with characters like i don't want to don't send them down to space don't make him a demon slug <laughs> right um, yeah. you know all this stuff like i don't even really want to reboot i i would like a soft 
I would like some type of soft sequel. I would. Whether you pick up from four, pick up from six, pick up from seven, pick up from two, I don't care. But I would like some type of soft sequel with continuity. Yeah. yeah, if you think about like how much time has been wasted in core, I mean, the last Friday film we got was in 2009. Yeah. And then the game came out and just brought everybody together. Yep. Had they, yep. you know, settled the lawsuit, then I would I would probably surmise that to this day we would probably be getting some more content from the game and we would be getting more movies. The mm-hmm. franchise would be alive again. Oh yeah. And, you know, so they just need to get their shit together because, you know, I'm I'm almost convinced that Gun Media is working on a Halloween game. With the yeah. amount of popularity that that Halloween 2018 yep. reinvigorated into the franchise, yep. I really feel like Gun Media is working on a Halloween game. Yep. They're going to be putting out more content, like more you know, like NECA figures. I love the NECA figures. Uh, yeah. You know, they they have they're going to be pumping out more uh, merchandise, and the franchise is going to be it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really great. Yet Friday the Thirteenth is still in a dormant stage because you know greedy assholes can't settle for a few pennies. You know, it's just <laughs> really? you know if they if they would come together and realize okay the success of Halloween if that's anything to go by, just put that to Friday the Thirteenth and you're fucking gold. Yeah, you know? it, it, it it's crazy to me. I mean, I don't know if I'm in a minority here, but as a whole. The Friday franchise is better than Halloween. Now, now the first Halloween might be the best movie out of all of them, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. But that, you know, like as a as a franchise as a whole, there's no <clears throat> doubt in my mind. Friday has, you know, Friday's better as a whole. There's mm-hmm. way more lows in in the uh, Halloween franchise, in my opinion, than, than yeah. Friday. And not to mention, there's more movies in the Friday franchise. Right. So, uh, you know, even with that being said, I mean, you t- if you just remove Jason goes to hell and Jason X from the Friday franchise. Every goddamn one's watchable. I can't really say that about Halloween. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I uh you know, Halloween one and two and even three. I like I like those three. I thought they were decent, but after that I I just like the only thing I really like about the the sequels is that they brought back Donald Pleasance as Loomis. Yes, I love yeah. Donald Pleasance. He, Continuity, he's a fantastic baby. actor. You know. So uh that's like one of the only reasons why i would watch it but you know uh i don't i don't ever refer to those movies when i say i'm a halloween fan I'm like okay i like the first two i even like season of the witch even though a uh, majority of complaints were oh it doesn't have michael myers in it so i'm not gonna watch it it's like dude just you know just watch that movie as its own thing it has tom atkins in it he's a great actor too and i thought it was a decent film and then i like the 2018 film uh you know but friday i mean <laughs> Uh, to quote uh, Joe Bob Briggs, he said the, these Friday guys made the same movie uh, nine different times. You know and that takes talent. <laughs> you know, so I mean the the franchise has a lot of popularity and a lot of life in it, but it's just being weighed down. I, I mean, essentially, the franchise. The best way I can represent it is that it's Jason at the end of Part Six. You know, Jason is the whole Friday the 13th franchise, yep. and the rock that he's chained to is the lawsuit. And we're just yep. waiting for our <laughs> Tina to show up to bring his ass back. Yep. You know? All right. That's a good well, analogy. It, 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 just, it just goes to show, I mean, like, I mean, like, I follow stuff like I always have. I mean, like, I, I because I was, you know, essentially raised in a video store, like, I started following directors at a young age. I mean, and I'm talking, like, eight years old. I'll never forget it when... um when Child's Play came out, 
Yeah. I remember looking in the back of the box and I go, oh, Tom, the guy who directed Fright Night directed this. It's got to be good. And and I'm like, oh, my God, Jerry Dandridge is in this. This is awesome. He plays a detective. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I used to connect all that shit. But basically what I'm saying is, like, you got to hire competent people. And you want you want competent people making the decisions. Um like, like even what Scream's doing, the the team that they hired to direct this 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 newest entry coming, like that's probably going to end up being a really good hire. That's going to end up yeah. being good. Same thing with Halloween twenty eighteen. Same thing. It can be done. You just have to do it. You have to put you not only do you have to put competent people in charge of the production, you got to get people who also love the material. That's so mm-hmm. crucial. That's why that's why fucking Friday the Thirteenth game looks so cool. That's why everything's like. You know, the, the, the Packenack house and the Higgins Haven house are so fucking identical to the movies because yeah. it, it was made by fans with passion. That's yep. why. Yep. And that's yeah. why Halloween 2018 really works because because there are huge Carpenter fans and they're huge Halloween fans. That's yeah. why it worked. So at the end of the day, what really were this franchise where Friday really went downhill was when Sean got the back rights back and took him the new line and didn't give a fuck and hired some fucking... 22 year old out of fucking nyu to direct jason goes to hell and suggested remove the hockey mask for god knows what reason so like idiot yeah i mean like dude he hadn't i ran it i did i I told you guys we we had our friday the 13th episode and i ran about this just recently but i'll just i'll ran again real quick and (laughs) real quick so everyone else can get some time i mean the the fact and this is coming to my point you want people who know the material and care about the material you don't want someone like Sean Cunningham calling the shots who hadn't seen parts two through eight. He self-admitted this. So he's yeah. developing. That's why Jason, that's what I said. When I realized all this years later that Sean hadn't seen two through eight, it made Jason goes to hell make so much more sense yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it fucking shows the decision-making the, yeah. who you hired, the choices, what to do with Jason, that movie, it shows it because they don't get it. So yeah. whenever we do get a Friday movie, you know, I just pray to God that they hire people who know this one who are talented, obviously, yep. but two know the material and know the franchise. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think that was like one of the biggest things that, that kind of turned me off from Freddy versus Jason. Like, I love that movie, but one of Ronnie, the you. biggest nitpicks you. was mm. that you made Jason afraid of water. Like theoretically, that made fucking zero sense. Theoretically, that would make sense if we hadn't had Jason going through water in subsequent movies up until that point. Yep. Yes. You make Jason like okay, I get it. You're trying to balance out like okay, so Freddy's afraid of fire, Jason's afraid of water. You're trying to make a balance on the power struggle. Yeah. But you you choose that 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 very option. Like okay. They just, I get what you're going, but here's, I was going to say real quick, Shannon Swift, who wrote that they recently just came out and said that, that, that they were kind of basing that off. It's almost like a, (sighs) let's just put it this way. When they wrote both the FVJ and the reboot script, because they wrote both, it was more of like a soft sequel character like jason's character was a soft playoff from like part two or three essentially okay that's kind of where they were coming from when they wrote but i i don't disagree with you like i, I think it's yeah. i didn't like that well they yeah. they hired ronnie Yu, who's a fine uh fine fine foreign film director very good actually yeah. 
but he had never seen the movies either. That's, he had never that's seen the either. problem I had. Yeah, because... he'd only seen Friday Thirteenth One and Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you said, Andy, that you know, get people who know the franchise. That's one mm-hmm. of the, like one of the biggest mistakes that somebody can make when de- deciding who a director is. You got to get somebody who has a, a good knowledge of the lore that they're about to dive into. Otherwise, things are going to be like off. And that that's like one thing that I I complain about with the Predator is that yeah, Shane Black was was in the first one, but did, what did he not like see any of the other movies? Because yeah. it just feels so off right. that it feels well, like somebody else that had never seen a Predator movie. You know, yeah. didn't even you know, I, you know. And honestly, that, beyond um, beyond just having like knowledge about it, it, it's like it's coming back to that thing, having passion about it, because if they don't have a passion about what they're, you know, uh, working with, if, if they're not like hardcore fans of it, it's they can know all that they know about the franchise and it could still be a shitty ass movie. So no. And, and the predator is the prime example. That's a great example. Honestly, I thought there was no way the predator was going to suck. And I, and I'm like you, some of you guys mentioned it earlier. I, I'm not, I was not a fan at all. Like I thought it was just mediocre at best. <laughs> yeah. Like at yeah. best. And it was very disappointing because I thought it was a slam dunk. Can't miss. Cause not only does Shane Black have experience in the franchise, I mean, he, he, he you know, I mean, dude, Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon for fuck's sakes. I yeah. mean, Shane, I, yeah. he, Shane Black's, you know, I think, I think he even co-wrote Monster Squad. So, like, 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 Shane Black is a very competent filmmaker, director and writer, very, very talented. Yeah. And the fact that he had experience in the franchise, I thought it was a, I thought it was an excellent hire at the time. I remember when it was announced that he was directing it and writing the script. I'm like, oh my god, that what a great hire. But it just it just goes to show you it, it's still no guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you yeah. know, based on <clears throat> some behind the scenes stuff that I was hearing, uh, I mean, I think most of us have heard that there were you know many reshoots for the film. Like they had many different ideas, so much so that they they couldn't decide on a proper ending because they yep. were going to bring they were going to bring Dutch in, but Arnold Schwarzenegger said no because uh, like it was too small of a role, I think, and that's what I was hearing. So then they started, uh, like, after the movie came out, they started releasing behind-the-scenes photos where they had fucking Ripley and Newt from the Alien franchise in that pod. And I'm thinking to myself, where the fuck was this going? Yeah. Like, okay, the ending we got was fucking ridiculous. It was it was the definition of over-the-top for mm-hmm. a, a Iron Man Predator suit. I mean, with all yeah. those fucking cannons and lasers, I'm like, where the fuck is this going? Where is this going? But then when I see that they had Ripley and Newt plan, I'm like, what were you going to do with this? Where were you going to go from here? Right. Are you going to introduce time travel into this franchise when it's yeah. never been previously established? I mean, what are you doing? What? What? Why can't we just? Why? Why? why honestly, like bring bring. I, I like the idea of bringing back Arnold. Yeah. And I, I, honestly, my you you guys mentioned yeah. it earlier, but that that was always my dream. Predator three was was having uh, Harrigan and Dutch mm-hmm. uh, Glover oh, yeah. and Arnold. I mean, that was always been my dream forever. Yeah. Um, it's kind of fuck. It's I don't know. <laughs> Glover's <laughs> like Glover, I think Arnie could do it, but Glover's like God. He, Glover's like eighty two now. Yeah, he's he's, he's getting up it's, there. He's like eighty. Oh, I think. Something. Yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, I just, can't we just, 
I, they dropped they dropped the ball and the predator could have been a great franchise it's it's mm-hmm. I, I i don't necessarily like like even predators like i think that one's okay i don't probably don't dislike it as much as some of you guys do but again i, I know it's extremely mediocre yeah, it, yeah it i mean it, it was it was a rehash of the first film and an added yeah, it was. things and you know it could have worked but then they wasted Lawrence fishburn and yep. you know what? What I always wanted to see all these years later, after you know seeing all these films, is I wanted to see more of the Predator, you know, uh, backstory, their lore, how yeah. they operate. Yeah. Like the comics, the comics do a, a, a pretty good job sure. about that. Like, okay, so I have in my hand right now as we speak, I have what is called the Alien vs. Predator Essential Comics, mm-hmm. and it, it's basically what they base the first AVP film off of. And there's a character in here named Machiko Noguchi. She was the first Sounds human hot. to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's the first human She's to be like inducted into the Predator clan, if you will. Okay. Like, like not not like timeline wise, but like in like the first time before they got Alexa Woods with the scar and shit in the first film. Uh, but I love those comics, and they they gave a a backstory for the Predators, and I just want to see that on film. You know, give us give us something yeah. that's different from what we've got so far, sure. because we have to go to another jungle again with the same shit. It's like, dude, I can just watch the fucking first Predator film. Hey, that's like the best one, right. you know, and I even love Predator 2. Those I two like Predator are, 2. I mean, are great, you know. Predator 2 is the weird, dude, Predator 2 has the most crazy unfair rotten tomato score i've ever seen I'll agree. i have no i have no idea why but it is like super low it's in the critics i think it's in like the 20s or something yeah something yeah. Like that. that's that's ridiculous predator 2 is actually a pretty confident film Why well, don't uh, trust rotten tomatoes they they suck at fucking judging dude like i'll sit there <laughs> well, and I, will, I agree I'll, with some stuff but like oh, you know course, they, a but, lot of it it just sucks i'm like I, dude there's yeah. no way like, i'll sit there and see a movie that's like so highly talked about everywhere and rotten tomatoes is like we gave it a 30 i'm like a th- motherfuckers are talking about it saying it needs a year award like what are y'all talking about why are y'all giving it a 30 that's like, why what? i don't listen all to right. critics lane and... puppet master 2 is not that good all right let's just settle, <laughs> settle down <laughs> settle down first off yeah. i'm not a big puppet master fan nor am i i love the original puppet master Puppet Master's a great. That's one franchise I never got into. I don't know why. I, never got into that. I love Puppet Master. Puppet Master's Yeah. So just to kind of bring it back in here, uh, just a little bit here. Um, Ted, I know we haven't heard from you yet regarding what got you into horror. Give us a little story, Puppet Ted. Master's awesome. Y'all can suck my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even laugh so much. I uh, choked him on laugh. I guess, uh, all kidding aside, I guess I got. I, I, getting into horror was pretty natural. It was just kind of a. Pretty much what you guys did. I mean, I grew up in the VHS video rental era. So, you know, I would browse the uh, the horror section, look at all the cool cover art stuff as a kid, get curious. And then um, when I was about seven, my mom sat me down. I was like, we're going to watch this movie called I Spit on Your Grave. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. So. <laughs> oh, God. Then we followed it up with Last House on the Left, best double feature of all time. Thanks, Mom. 
so so growing up watching look just looking at the VHS covers. I kind of started a, a Halloween Curse of Michael Myers came out in ninety five and I had some older cousins who went and saw it and they were talking about it, so I kinda of begged my dad to take me to see it. I just want to check it out. So that was my first real introduction to the uh, horror genre. Yeah. And then it just kinda of just springboard into and it's a, well the stuff like Puppet Master and then uh Child Play and then uh you know, Friday, Freddy, it just kinda of just ballooned and I fell in love with the whole genre. Um yeah, so I mean mine's not really an elaborate so you know, it's just kind of just a natural progression of of my film taste. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Speaking of Halloween films, has anybody noticed that the the subsequent sequels after Part Three follow the Pink Panther trilogy names? You know, Curse, Revenge, and then... <laughs> they do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I didn't even think about that funny. until now, but yeah. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed that either. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, so I think it was like, uh, what was it? Uh, return, curse, or was return, it return, revenge, and curse? There, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, and the anytime I think about that, I actually got that from Cinemasker whenever he did his reviews on the Halloween movies. That he always pointed that out. He's like, yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, they have a Pink Panther trilogy going, so anytime I think of those three movies, it's always the Pink Panther trilogy of the Halloween series. <laughs> That's pretty. Well, good. I just I want to apologize for Te- to Ted's dad for you to drag him to the theater to watch fucking Curse of Michael Myers, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I puppet like I like that makes Puppet Master look like the Shawshank Redemption. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, and, I, I'm not a fan of part. No, part part six is fucking. I always just. I remember like 13, 14 year old Andy when I first watched that. I literally told myself when I watched, it, I was like, that was fucking weird. And then like 39 year old Andy watched this past Halloween. That movie's fucking weird. <laughs> it's just so fucking bizarre. It I really just, is. You know what's really. The Thorn Trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's really sad, though, is that, you know, the last sound that Donald Pleasant's ever uttered on film was him screaming like a fucking maniac. Yeah. I feel so bad for that because, it's you know, it's, it's like, okay, so they, the way they, like, the way they set it up is that, okay, so it's like Donald Pleasant or uh, Loomis is going to be the new caretaker for Michael, but then it's like, well, where would you go with it, you know? Because then, cause then Donald Pleasant dies, and it's like, well, yeah. shit, we're out of ideas. Fuck it, let's do another soft reboot. Halloween yep. H2O. <laughs> I'll tell you where they were going with it. They were going right to the grave with that timeline. Speaking of that, that ended that timeline. Yeah. That th- yep. that actually ended the that is the OG or yeah, that's the OG. Yeah, that's the OG timeline. Yeah. Right? One yeah, one, two, yeah. Well, because one, if you two, watch, if you watch one, the uh, if you watch the director's cut and not, not the producer's cut, the actual director's cut of Curse. Yeah. The uh, the final the final shot when you see just the mask in the whatever the, the lab instead of instead of hearing Loomis scream they take they take his audio from the uh, it's, it's over Michael it's all over and then they show the pumpkin roll credits I mean 
that movie has so many different versions that haven't no. even officially been released. It's, it's, I, it's, it's so it was a shit that's, show. That's the director's cut. Yeah, yeah. I, I have that's people on drug. Twitter. You got, you got the TV version. You've got the work print. It's all just there's so I've, much stuff. I've seen the producers and the director's cut, and I'll, I'll have people on Twitter reply, "Oh, you got to see the producer's cut," and I just reply, "Yeah, I've seen that too." And guess what? It sucks. I don't care. If, I don't care if Pleasance <laughs> is doing the Doctor Loomis is doing the. Uh, Doing the dialogue, the 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 narration in the beginning instead of Paul Rudd, I don't care. It's not that big of a difference. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the shit show one way or the other. You know, Michael Myers was still alive. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I'm going to the countryside to retire now. Yeah, yeah. That 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 type my memoir. It shot Listening that timeline. Howard on the radio. Dude, it's so... They wanted Howard Stern to play that role, too. He, he almost did, I guess. They were going to pay him. You know, the, the one thing that I'm... Not even Howard Stern on, wanted to be in the movie. Nope. You know, the one thing I'm, I'm divided on uh, with the first two Halloween films is, like, for me, uh, when I first watched Halloween 1978, I just loved that ending that, you know... Donald, you know, Loomis looks down that Michael's gone, and you see yeah. the look in his eyes. He's like, he knows, like he knew that. It's almost like he knew that Michael wasn't dead, you know. Right. And that that was just so chilling because it's like, okay, he's still out there. So you, if you if you never watch Halloween two, it's like, man, he's still out there somewhere. And then yeah. had they have gone with like the the horror anthology like style that they were going with with Halloween three, I could definitely have seen like a Michael Myers like story return. Like if they were to do like a like a different story and then have like oh you know like they have like an easter egg of uh you know there was the haddonfield murders or something it's like oh my god michael we're this is in the same universe and michael myers is still out there you know but instead halloween 3 we just see the the movie on the tv and it's like well shit so much for that crossover <laughs> yeah no it doesn't right. even take place in the same universe yeah don't get me started on season of the witch <laughs> that, 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 that oh god that is the one movie that is like that like rocks the horror community. It is split right down the middle on that movie. Either you dig it, you love the shit out of it, or you're just not a fan at all. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird, it's a, it's a, it's a pulverizing movie in, in horror cinema. It is. Yeah, yeah that's. Well, now I want to see Michael Myers wear a silver uh, shamrock mask. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to see Michael Myers in space. Michael Myers in space. No, thank you, My, Michael X. Michael, oh, Michael X. Just... Yeah, Uber Myers, right? <laughs> oh, my God. God. It's so good. And it's like he gets a cybernetic upgrade like Jason. It's like, okay, now his mask is fucking metallic. He's, he looked like a, like a, his mask would be like a stormtrooper mask or something. He's wearing a Star Trek vest. No, we got to figure out how to. If, if you would have done like the fifth anthology and Michael comes back, you got to like you get you can't you can't let Stonehenge feel fucking left behind. You got to get the Stonehenge plot. And God, I hate that plot. Why do people love that movie? It's not that good. It's very <laughs> average. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not I, terrible. Yeah, it's not. It, it's very. It's. I've always felt it's. 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 It's pretty good. I mean, yeah. I hope Tom Atkins from it. It might be unwatchable. Yeah, actually. I mean, I would say that it's like a mediocre film. I mean, I would say that it's much better than the the Halloween sequels we got. 
you know, because yeah, no, it's definitely better. Yeah, it's better than well. Here's the thing: I'd still probably rather watch the others, but I will. I won't argue that. Yeah, it's probably a like better, well done film for sure than like Five, Six, and Resurrection for sure. Thing with Season of the Witch was always weird to me. Was it was just. I don't know. Like, I feel like if they were going to go the anthology route, they should have just done it in part two. I feel like once you did part two, then the anthology idea just goes out the window. You can't. Yeah. yeah. It, like that. That's I think is the, was the biggest mistake with it. Why not just call it season of the witch? I get it. You want to call it Halloween three it's to deceive people right. and get them in the seats. And that's exactly what they did. That's another right. reason I don't like that movie. Yeah. Um, That's true. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Man. They, they tricked some dumb mother. They tricked some motherfuckers. You didn't have to be dumb though. There was newspaper clippings of fucking uh, Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> and Tom Atkins from the fog on the fucking cover. <laughs> Halloween three. <laughs> yes. Dude. Wow. Yes. But yes. it's, funny. it's funny because she actually she actually does a voiceover in the movie. That's she does. Thing. That's how they got away with it. That's exactly <laughs> how they got away with it because technically she is in the fucking movie. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But you know what? I always remember Tom Atkins from The Fog. That's that that and Escape from New York. That's when I remember him the most. So uh, love Tom. I mean, yeah, I, I'd love to meet him someday. Uh, no, it's but, good. Yeah. I feel like I feel like, here's the thing with Season of the Witch. I feel like it's one of these things. I don't think it's as bad as most people make it out to be, and I also don't think it's as good as some people try to make it out to be. It's somewhere yeah, in the right. middle. It's somewhere in the middle. That's kind of like the bridge that connected what was good about Halloween to what eventually became bad about it. It's like that Ooh. middle <laughs> film that connects the good and the bad. And it's like, well, yeah. Halloween 3 is caught in the middle of a franchise that it really has no business being in because it has no connection. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, we're going to do a horror anthology series between 2 and 4. Here you go. <laughs> you know? And it's it's just a shame, but you know yeah. that's why I'm glad that that t- Halloween 2018 came out. You know, I mean, sure, it kind of it felt a little bit like the original Halloween in some ways, but it, as far as you know, comparing it to everything else we had got after the first two Halloween films, it was a nice you know breath of fresh air. You know, and I hope that that Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends you know knock it out of the ballpark because mm-hmm. I think that this franchise had suffered enough. It's like. Now let's get something that was really gonna pop. So yeah, and so I'm waiting for that pop effect for Friday the Thirteenth. Because honestly, what I would really like to see is for Robert England to come back as Freddy and Kane Hodder as Jason to do a a Freddy versus Jason film to kind of give a final send off for Robert England before he passes. Because eventually these guys are gonna are gonna pass away. And we're never gonna get we're never gonna get that chance. And since Kane was practically robbed of that role in Freddy vs. Jason anyway, I feel like you know he deserves that chance. They both do because after that fucking teaser in the final Friday, it's like, and then you had to wait years later for it. You know, for Freddy vs. Jason, it's like, you know, do it again before it's too late. Get that crossover to really you know make both franchises kind of come to life again. Yeah, that's one of the things that really pisses me off about Freddy vs. Jason, just the way that they treated Kane, because uh, I think it was in the Chris yeah. documentaries, I think there was one or an interview he did where he basically, uh, Kane said that he basically got a script and it, 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 it made it seem like he had the part and then he found out that they gave it to somebody else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always bothered me too. It's a shame. It is. Very much so. Yeah, you know, sore subject. Of people, <laughs> is one of those 
Kane is one of those people who are definitely passionate about playing Jason. I mean, for fuck's sakes, he was part nine in Jason X. I mean, that's some dedication right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, in the game, too. Oh, yeah, exactly. And the game, you're right. He did the mocap. You're right. Yeah. And it's such a damn shame, man. Like, honestly, he could have really rocked uh, Freddy versus Jason. Uh, Don't get me wrong. um, He could have also really, he probably could have made the 2009 really good. I like Derek Mears as Jason. Yeah, I do. Honestly, for me, the reboot, that's the best thing about it is Jason. He's really cool. He's badass. That's that's really it. It it, it makes Jason scary again. Yeah. No, Derek Mears is phenomenal. Yeah. I, I love him as Swamp Thing, like, and that show that got unfortunately fucking canceled for no reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, Derek Mears is a phenomenal actor. He knows how to play. He's just like Kane. He some he knows how to play the big scary people. You know. You know, it, it, here's a little fun fact for you. He actually played as one of the Predators in uh, the Predators movie, the 2010 one. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yep, he did. I, I believe he was the Berserker, the one with the with the skull, like the bottom jaw. He was that predator. <laughs> yeah, I believe. I believe you're correct on that. Yeah, yeah. So that was really nice to find out. Yeah, hmm. lots of good stuff. Well, I think that's a good yeah. place to kind of uh, wrap things up here. Um, I do want to thank you guys all for uh, being on the show tonight. Uh, it it yeah, it's been a blast. For me. You know, yeah, thanks a lot for having us. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for having all of us. It was fun. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun, guys. So yeah, thanks for coming on. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll try to talk more next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're kind of quiet there, Andy, tonight. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but uh, hope to collab here again soon. Uh, I know we got some collabs coming up, uh, even with like uh, we came from beneath the sea. And, and obviously, uh, Lane, I know you got some stuff coming up here where you're trying to get some of us back on there again. So I'm looking yeah, forward yeah. to it. And I, I would love to have some of you guys back on the show again here in the future as well. But yeah. Likewise, uh, likewise. We, honestly, we we have ideas. Uh, like once twenty twenty one starts, uh, we'd like to get. We're gonna try to do a rankings episode every every month, and mm-hmm. I think we're gonna bring on people from the network for that. Sorry. Sweet. Yeah, I'd like to bring more of you guys on too. I just have to get the technology figured out first. Right. Know, I know how to oh, do it Ask any of us. There, there's several ways. There's several ways you can do it. There is. Yeah, yep. I'll definitely do that because I'd like to bring yeah. you guys on. I think it'll be fun to have. You know, oh yeah. Discussions. You know, bounce off ideas like some sure. of our some of our segments. I think would be really cool to have like your guys's opinions on, or like you know, how would you like for just doing a little bit of a plug in here? Uh, our horrors of the multiverse uh, mm-hmm. segment, where we take a character from a horror or sci-fi movie and put them in a different movie, and we discuss like how that would uh, affect the movie. <laughs> That's awesome. you know, that would be so great. And, and, you know, in my little horror origin story, that I did that stuff when I was a kid. You know, I sure. you know, plugging in the Predator into fucking Silver Bullet. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. I know. I saw you mentioned that earlier. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't realize a lot of you guys were all like Predator nerds like me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. it. So, like, you guys already gave me an idea for a rankings episode. Uh, rank, ranking the aliens and Predators. All of them. Put them all in one list and rank oh, them. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Easy. I like that idea. <laughs> Easy that idea. Seven, that's it. Boom. Episode's over. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. 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 Slow down there, but I probably, probably agree with you. But, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Alien and Aliens, is, are those are pretty badass films, man. Yep. Can we all agree that Alien 3 was very depressing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, after everything that you go, you go through in Aliens and then Ripley is like, okay, she's going to have a really good happy ending. 
Yep. You get to Alien 3. Oh, yeah, everybody's dead but you. Oh, and yeah. on top of that, the, the thing you hate the most, well, it's inside you now. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Studio fucked that film up bad. That was David yeah. Fincher's first film. Yeah, because yeah. he was a huge music video director. Yep, I've been I've watched I've I've, I've watched four Fincher films this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been on a Fincher kick all month, so he's fresh in my head. Right, I watched Gone Girl yeah. before we started this, and now I'm I'm still completely shook. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you can start, are we are we ending this episode? Yes, we we are ending this. So guys, um... stop talking, please. <laughs> Seriously, guys, I'm trying to get out of here, but no. Um. Thank you again for uh, being on the show tonight, guys. We definitely do appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, you can reach out to us through our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS Podcast. As we leave, though, Mark and Ted, are there any final words of wisdom? I'm going to take that as a no. You're, you're asking me. Yes, I'm asking. I'm Ted. I make bad decisions. That's that's why I'm I'm where I'm at in my life because I make bad decisions. Oh Jesus! So I'm gonna take that as a no. no then my name's Ted. Oh God. Okay, Ted. Thanks for coming to our TED talk. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> well, if nothing else, we will see you guys next week. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers.